1: Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Coming up this hour.
2: Stocks rise ahead of key retail sales data and earnings from Walmart and Home Depot.
1: New developments this morning in Elon Musk's pursuit of Twitter.
2: Warren Buffett changes banks. We'll explain.
1: And the Senate moves toward passage of $40 billion in aid to Ukraine.
3: President Biden heads to Buffalo today following Saturday's deadly mass shooting. Plus
4: New York City's health chief urges people to mass I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashtower in sports. The Yankees stay red hot with an easy win in Baltimore. The Islanders have hired a new coach. That's all straight
5: ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130, New York, Bloomberg 991, Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061, Boston, Bloomberg 960, San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app.
1: Good morning. I'm Karen Moscow,
2: And I'm John Tucker. Bloomberg Daybreak being brought to you by BNY Mellon Pershing's Insight Conference. Back in person June 15th through the 17th in Grapevine, Texas. A must-attend event for financial advisors. Register today at insight.bnymellon.com.
1: And U.S. futures are higher this morning. 6.01 on Wall Street. and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up about 75 points. Dow futures up 480. NASDAQ futures up 289. Ten-year Treasury down 6.30 seconds. Yield 2.90%. The yield on the two-year, 2.60%. And Imex crude oil is up tenths percent John.
2: And Karen, the rise in futures follows a late-day sell-off on Wall Street. The tech-heavy Nasdaq was hardest hit, falling more than 1%. New York State manufacturing activity unexpectedly contracted in May, and that stoked concerns of slowing growth. Recession fears are real, according to Voya Senior Portfolio Manager, Barbara Reinhardt. We
1: think that the world is going to go from worrying about inflation to worrying about a recession uh, probably in just a few months' time. So we think that this is the very beginning of the
6: worries that we see happening uh, for the for the
2: economy boy investment management's barbara reinhardt made the comments on bloomberg business week her weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m eastern on bloomberg radio
1: Meantime, John, cash is king. That's according to the latest Bank of America fund manager survey, which shows cash levels among investors hit the highest levels since September of 2001. Stagflation fears are the highest in 14 years. Investors see hawkish central banks as the biggest risk, followed by a global recession.
2: And speaking of central banks, we could get more clues on the path of interest rate hikes. Six Fed officials speak at events today. The highlight comes this afternoon when Fed Chair Jay Powell's interviewed for a live Wall Street Journal event.
1: Well, in Asia overnight, John stocks were winners. Technology shares climbed as investors assessed China's efforts to stamp out COVID. We get the recap from Bloomberg's Juliette Sally in Singapore. Good morning, Juliette. Good morning, Karen. The MSCI Asia-Pacific Index gained for a third session its longest winning streak since mid-March. China's tech companies jumped on optimism Beijing may ease up on a year-long clampdown following a meeting between regulators and corporate giants. Adding to the positive tone, Shanghai reporting three days of zero community transmission. This is a milestone that could lead officials to start unwinding the punishing lockdown. And reopening stocks also rose in Japan after the nation announced it will allow small tourist groups on package tours into the country this month. On an experimental basis. In Singapore, Juliette Sali, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Thanks, Juliette. Turning to corporate news. Fresh developments this morning on whether Elon Musk will pursue his takeover of Twitter. Let's get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good
6: morning, John. Elon Musk says he'll proceed with his $44 billion Twitter takeover only if the social media giant proves that less than 5% of its accounts are fake. He shared even more of his skepticism yesterday at a Miami Tech conference, estimating that bots make up at least 20% of all Twitter accounts. Now, Musk shocked the market last week when he tweeted that his offer was temporarily on hold, and doubts are growing that he would be able to pull off his acquisition and that he may consider dropping his bidding price. Right now, shares of Twitter are down about 2% in early trading. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Renita, thank you. While we move from one billionaire to another now with news from Warren Buffett, the Berkshire Hathaway chairman said goodbye to one longtime bank stake and made a big bet. On another one. Filing shows that Buffett ended his long-running investment in Wells Fargo in the first quarter and has now invested roughly $2.9 billion in Citigroup. Shares of City are up more than 4% this morning.
2: And Karen, big day on the retail front. Just a few minutes ago, Home Depot reported first quarter sales above estimates. We're also going to hear later this morning from Walmart. Let's get a preview on that from Bloomberg's Tom Busby. The focus for investors is whether sales continued to grow at the nation's biggest retailer and largest grocery seller amid stubbornly high inflation, or whether consumers were forced to pull back a bit last quarter. Bloomberg Consensus calls for adjusted earnings
3: per share of $1.48 on revenues of just over one hundred thirty-nine million dollars,
2: and comp US sales forecast rise to rise two and a quarter percent. Tom Busby, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Tom, thank you. Well, Also this morning, before the market opens, the government issues economic data on retail sales. We get a preview from Bloomberg's Lisa Mateo.
6: The median forecast calls for a gain, but Bloomberg Economics anticipates slower growth in April retail sales. The reason? Signs of stress as inflation chips away at household finances. Consumers are turning to credit to pay for essentials such as food and gasoline. That doesn't bode well for discretionary spending. Lisa Mateo, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Right, thanks, Lisa. We now turn to developments involving the war in Europe. Senators have advanced a Ukrainian aid bill with wide support. Amy Morris has details from our Bloomberg 99. one newsroom in Washington.
0: The Senate overwhelmingly moved the bill forward with a vote of 81 to 11. The measure would give $40 billion in aid to Ukraine, including money for weapons, training, and humanitarian aid. Now, this was a procedural vote. A final vote on the measure is expected as early as tomorrow if all lawmakers waive rules on debate. And then from there, it would go to the president's desk. Last week, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky held up the bill over concerns about the cost and how the money would be spent. In Washington, I'm Amy Moore. As Bloomberg Daybreak
1: right Amy thank you and it appears that Finland and Sweden's bid to join NATO is hitting a roadblock. Turkey's President Erdogan has put the brakes on the move saying he won't allow the countries to join the alliance because of their stances on Kurdish militants. Erdogan calls Sweden a nesting ground for terrorists even if he doesn't end up locking membership, Erdogan could extract concessions from NATO to allow it. and this is Bloomberg.
2: Thanks, Karen. 607 on Wall Street. Let's bring in Michael Barr now to find out what else is going on in New York and around the world. John, thank
3: you kindly, sir. President Biden heads to Buffalo, New York today after Saturday's deadly mass shooting at a supermarket. Authorities say the gunman is an 18-year-old white supremacist, Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown.
2: It's been hard. Uh, it's shocking. Uh, it's painful. And um, I've worked hard to hold this community together.
3: Mayor Brown says he will also talk with President Biden about federal gun laws. In New York, a vigil was held at a Harlem church last night for the victims in Buffalo. Among those in attendance at Bethel Gospel Assembly, New York Attorney General Letitia James.
7: We are in pain for the 13 individuals who were shot and the 10 beautiful lives that were lost and for their families that are suffering. And for the Buffalo community, uh, that is in so much pain, so much anger.
3: Along with A.G. James, New York Mayor Eric Adams also spoke. Adams talked about Buffalo and an 11-year-old girl who was shot and killed by a gunman riding a scooter in the Longwood section of the Bronx last night.
4: We have to be consistent because if you take the life of young Kiara merely because of where she lived, You're no less demonic than a person that took the life of those 10 innocent people in Buffalo.
3: Mayor Adams also slammed social media. New York City health officials are urging New Yorkers to wear masks in all indoor public settings as the city approaches high-risk COVID-19 alert status. New York City has been averaging around 3,600 reported new cases of COVID-19 per day over the past week. Five states hold primary elections today ahead of the November midterms. In Pennsylvania, both parties hope to pick up an open Senate seat. In the Republican primary, TV star Dr. Mehmet Oz has former President Trump's endorsement. Oz is running against former Bridgewater CEO Dave McCormick, but conservative commentator Kathy Barnett is surging in the polls. Bloomberg government elections reporter Greg Jerome. Sometimes when you have
2: races where you have two front runners beating up mm-hmm. on each other, sometimes a third candidate can kind of sneak up there by surprise. And yeah. um, but Barnett did uh, rise in the polls in the last seven or ten days.
3: Bloomberg's Greg Durrell says, as for the Democrats, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who had a health scare, probably has enough of a lead to still win the primary. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Tank, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg,
2: John. Michael, thank you. At 6 on Wall Street. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. Thanks,
4: John. Here in mid-May, the Yankees still yet to reach double figures in the loss call. Another way and on this one in Baltimore with a big hit coming from an unlikely source. 0-1 oh, is hit in the air down the right field line. A long run for Santander. And it is
5: it is a home run. Wow! <laughs> he hit one right down the line, and it just got over the high wall near the pole.
4: Well, that is really something. A three-run home run for Trevino. Uh, WFN, the Yankees' first home run hit by a catcher. Jose Trevino, Kyle Higashioka, both batting under 200. It's hardly hurt the Yankees. They are now 26-9. 19 wins the last 22 games. They beat the Orioles 6-2. Josh Donaldson, Anthony Rizzo with back-to-back homers in the ninth inning. Luis Severino allowed only one hit. They the out hit the Orioles 11-3. The Yankees have only allowed seven hits over the last two games. Mets and Cardinals rained out. Citi Field straight doubleheader today. With a weak weekend at seven game sevens the nba and nhl playoffs took the night off but back tonight with the start of the nba's eastern conference finals celtics and heat in miami they met in the east finals two years ago and miami won that series stanley cup second round starts tonight with an in-state battle tampa bay and florida also st louis at colorado rangers and hurricanes game one in raleigh tomorrow the islanders who just fired their coach barry trotz promoted his assistant, Lee Lambert. PGA Championship tees off Thursday in Tulsa. Defending champ Phil Mickelson not playing, but Tiger Woods is. Says his leg, severely injured in that car accident last year, is feeling better. John Stash Network, Bloomberg Sports. John.
2: All right, thanks, John. Ahead of the cash open on Wall Street. Right now, the Dow futures up 503 points. S&P E-mini futures up 74 points. And the NASDAQ futures are up 276. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Daybreak, brought to you by the Jewish Communal Fund. JCF's donor advised fund is the smart choice to manage your philanthropy, especially in times of crisis. Make your giving impactful. Visit jcfny.org. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day.
5: At Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app. And at Bloomberg Quick Take, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow, and we continue to watch shares of Twitter this morning after Elon Musk declared he won't proceed with his $44 billion takeover unless the social media giant can prove bots make up fewer than 5% of its users, and Twitter shares are down more than 2% this morning. Meanwhile. Futures are on the rise, stocks in Europe gaining as well, and uh, risk appetite is returning to markets that have been hurt by concerns about global economic growth and surging prices as well as policy tightening. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures up 71 points. Dow futures are up uh, 491 in Nasdaq futures up 268. The DAX in Germany is up 1.6%. The 10-year treasury down 8.30 seconds. The yield 2.91%. Yield on the two-year 2.61%. NYMEX crude oil is up 7 tenths percent or 85 cents at $115.05 a barrel. And COMEX gold is up 7 tenths percent or $12.60 at 18.26.60 an ounce. The euro 1.0496 against the dollar. British pound 1.2464. The unit One. 1- Twenty nine point two four and Bitcoin this morning higher up two percent at thirty thousand five hundred dollars. And as a Bloomberg Business Flash, now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael,
3: Karen, thank you very much. President Biden travels to Buffalo, New York, this morning to meet with the families of the victims of Saturday's supermarket shooting that left 10 people dead, all of them black. This, as we learn, the 18 year old suspected shooter was allegedly inspired by the race's great replacement theory. Five states will hold primary elections today. Pennsylvania is trying to decide an open Senate seat ahead of the midterms. Other states holding primaries are Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Oregon. In baseball, the Yankees beat the Orioles 6-2. The Mets game has rained out. The Red Sox and Giants won. The Nationals and A's lost. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This
2: is Bloomberg, John. Thank you, sir. It is 620 on Wall Street. We are live from the Bloomberg inter and Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Well, the parade of earnings continuing this morning. Some of the retailers, uh we heard a few minutes ago from Home Depot, they're boosting the outlook for the year. They had a surprise increase in first-quarter revenue continued strong demand for home improvement supplies and also this morning we're going to get to fiscal first quarter results before the market opened from walmart let's get a preview now from jen bartash's senior analyst with bloomberg intelligence every time i count out the american consumer i'm dead wrong jen
7: <laughs> good morning john <laughs>
2: What are the results going to tell us from Walmart about the American consumer in the midst of uh, roaring inflation?
7: Well, it's it's an interesting thing because I think a lot of people are looking to Walmart to understand the state of the average consumer in the United States. And so it will be really a read-through for other retailers. In terms of how that person is performing uh, but all indicators show that people are still spending um, it may not be as aggressively as it was last year when people had stimulus funds in their pocket um, but they are still out there spending
2: okay so the top line so what are sales going to look like from Walmart
7: well revenue is is estimated to come in at about hundred and thirty nine billion dollars for the quarter um, and that translates to an adjusted EPS of a dollar forty-eight um, in terms of same-store sales Right now, consensus is expecting something that's at the high end of the range that Walmart gave um, in terms of what they were expecting, Um, but what we see when we go to stores are that people are in the stores, and so it does seem that there's a good chance that they could come in at that top end of that range.
2: What are the comps? Is it going to be a difficult one because you had the stimulus checks last
6: year?
7: It is a difficult comparison to last year. Uh, Last year, people had um, extended unemployment. They had stimulus funding, um, and... Yet at the same time, they were also many people were getting much higher salaries in terms of hourly pay than they had been before. So there was a lot of spending that was happening, and a lot of it was on discretionary items, so things for entertainment or for your home. Um, this year, there's still a lot of spending; it's it, it may be shifting categories, however. Um, so people may be spending a little bit more on food, a little bit less on decorations. Um, but the net effect is that the comparisons are difficult, but we're still expecting to see positive growth over last year.
2: Okay. In terms of inflation, can Walmart pass along price increases or does that eat into their their margins? Do they swallow that?
7: They they have the ability to swallow some, uh which which you know is part of why we we think that gross margin is gonna stay, you know, fairly flat or contract a little bit just because of the higher cost. But because Walmart is such a large company, they have so much scale that they do have negotiating power with their suppliers to really keep prices under control and where possible they try to pass that through to their customers and not raise prices until they absolutely have to.
2: Does Walmart have a credit card? I'm trying to gauge whether or not people are spending more on credit, or is it uh, cash right up front?
7: Um, Well, certainly a lot of people in stores spend with with credit cards at Walmart. Our first uh, Fiserv uh, credit card data that we have that we look at shows that spending for the mass merchants um, started to tail off a little bit in April, and that's when we saw the height of the comparison to stimulus funding last year. Um, So that is happening, um, but... um, it, it seems that it, the beginning of the quarter was, was stronger. We had, I think, a very solid Easter, um, and then the difficult comparisons for stimulus really kicked in.
2: You know, we get the retail sales numbers from the government. I'm, I'm curious. Do you uh, is Walmart a better indicator than government figures?
7: Well, it's hard to say. I, I think the, the the benefit the benefit of looking at a company like Walmart is that you know, a huge number of people across the country shop there, um, and so it really does tell you kind of what your average consumer is, how they're how they're behaving. Um, and you know, people buy food at Walmart. They also buy non-food items at Walmart. So they you get a very good uh, idea of how people are behaving by when you look at a retailer that's that big
2: what's the the one thing that you're going to really latch on as soon as the earnings come across and uh, more details later in the morning?
7: Well, I, you know, everybody looks at the comps, which are important, but I'm also very, you know, looking very closely at where e-commerce is because that is a business they've invested heavily in. So we want to make sure that it's still growing, although the growth rate is probably going to be a little lower. And then breaking down that comp, the comparison uh, sales number into how the traffic, meaning how many people are going into the stores, and then ticket is how much are people spending each time they're in the store. So that will give us a lot more insight into how the consumer is behaving.
2: All right, Jen, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Jen Bartash is from Bloomberg Intelligence. Bloomberg Intelligence, providing unique real-time research and context on the industries and all the market and government factors that impact business. Terminal customers, you can access this function at B.I. Go. Uh, Right now, the Dow futures up 487 points. S&P futures up 69. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. The Bloomberg weather from Rob Carolyn. Sunny and breezy. The high temperature 75 today. Clear and breezy tonight. Lows in the mid-50s. Tomorrow, more sunshine breezy high 70 to 75 degrees. 630 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm John Tucker.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. It's time for the five things you need to know to start your day, brought to you by Interactive Brokers Simple, IBKR Global Trader app. Deposit in your local currency and trade stocks in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Start your free trial at IBKR.com slash Global Trader. Up first, fresh developments this morning on Elon Musk's pursuit of Twitter. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with more. Good
6: morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. Elon Musk says... He- will proceed with his $44 billion Twitter takeover only if the social media giant proves that less than 5% of its accounts are fake. Dan Ives, managing director of Wedbush Securities, believes Musk has other intentions.
7: I believe this is really ultimately Musk getting cold feet with the deal, looking for a scapegoat. It's really turned into a, what I'd say is almost a Twilight Zone situation. He's trying to bail out of the deal, billion-dollar breakup fee, or drive a much significantly lower price. Twitter's
6: back against the wall. Dan, i of what Bush Securities made the comments earlier on Bloomberg Daybreak. Twitter released a statement saying it's committed to completing the transaction on the agreed price and terms. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: All right, Renita, thank you. Shares of Twitter right now, they are down about 3% in early trading. Well, U.S. futures are on the rise. Bonds are falling after yesterday's late sell-off. Nancy Davey, founder of Quadratic Capital Management, says the market is still too optimistic about the Fed's ability to tame inflation.
0: So much of the inflationary shock is not necessarily a result of the level of interest rates. It's other reasons that are pandemic-related. So it's a really challenging time to try to thread the needle. And I think that's why we're encouraging investors just to be very diversified.
2: Nancy Davis of Quadratic Capital Management says if inflation doesn't come down with higher rates... She worries about stagflation.
1: Well, John, stagflation's also on the mind of investors. as according to Bank of America's latest fund manager survey. It shows stagflation fears are highest since 2008.
2: And we're also going to hear from the Fed today. Six central bank officials will speak, including Chair Jay Powell. He'll be interviewed during a live Wall Street Journal event this afternoon.
1: And we'll also get more of a sense of consumer sentiment today when the government issues data on retail sales. And we'll also get earnings from Walmart. Futures this morning are currently higher, with S&P futures up 70 points, Dow futures up 486, and NASDAQ futures up 266. And that's the five things you need to know to start your day, brought to you by Interactive Brokers.
2: Thanks, Karen. 6.33 on Wall Street. And time to bring in Michael Barr to tell us what else is going on in New York and around the world.
3: John, thank you very much, sir. President Biden travels to Buffalo today. He will try to heal a community following Saturday's mass shooting. Authorities say 10 people were killed inside a Topps supermarket by an 18-year-old white supremacist. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown says he plans to talk to the president about gun laws.
2: The availability of guns is just far too great in this country. Guns too often fall in the wrong hands, legally and illegally. Something has to be done about that at the federal level. There finally has to be the resolve to change that.
3: Mayor Brown told ABC the shooting shakes your sense of security. In New York, a vigil for the Buffalo victims was held at a Harlem church last night. New York Mayor Eric Adams spoke at Bethel Gospel Assembly and criticized social media.
4: What happened in Buffalo is no different than the sickness of social media that has music telling our young people to go after each other and shoot each other.
3: Along with Eric Adams, New York Attorney General Letitia James was also in attendance. New York City health officials issued an advisory urging New Yorkers to mask up indoors as the city approaches high risk COVID-19 alert status. Health Commissioner Ashwin Vassan said everyone should wear face coverings at all times and settings, such as grocery stores, offices, and building lobbies. Five states hold primary elections today ahead of the November midterms. In Pennsylvania, both parties hope to pick up an open Senate seat. In the Republican primary, TV star Dr. Mehmet Oz... Is endorsed by former President Trump. However, conservative commentator Kathy Barnett is surging in the polls. As for the Democrats, Bloomberg government elections reporter Greg Giroux was asked about Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's announcement that he had a stroke last week.
2: It's big news to occur in the winning days of the campaign, but I think Fetterman's lead in the polls over his Democratic opponents, uh, led by Re- Representative Connor Lamb, was probably mm-hmm. substantial enough where he's probably going to win the primary anyway.
3: Bloomberg's Greg Giro Other states holding primaries are Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Oregon. Two veteran House Democrats from New York City would be forced into a primary face-off to represent a new Manhattan-based district under a draft of a redrawn congressional map for the state. Representatives Carolyn Maloney and Gerald Nadler said on Twitter that they would run for the 12th district seat. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, John.
2: Michael, thank you. And it's now 6.36 on Voltree time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stancho. All
4: right, John, another night, another Yankee victory. This one in Baltimore, Started a four-game series. Yanks beat the Orioles 6-2, to the big hit. Not from Aaron Judge. He got the night off. Rather from light hitting catcher Jose Trevino. Three run homer hit down the line in right field. Josh Donaldson and Anthony Rizzo with back to back homers of the night. Luis Severino allowed only one hit. It was not a great night for Joey Gallo. Baltimore's first batter, Gallo dropped a fly ball, went for a three base error, and he also went 0 for five with four strikeouts. But the Yanks still win, and they've now taken 19 of their last 22. Mets and Cardinals rained out doubleheader today. City Field. The Islanders just fired Coach Barry Trotz. They are replacing him with his top assistant, Lane Lambert. It's a good day. Um, Something that,
5: you know, I have been preparing for for a long time. um, Throughout many years in the game and and many years as a coach. Um,
4: And... uh, so there's, there's a level of excitement for sure. Lambert worked under trucks for 11 years at three different places, filled in for him for several games this past season. As for the Rangers, off to Raleigh for game one with the Hurricanes tomorrow night. The two teams met two years ago in the bubble. Carolina swept a best-of-five qualifying round season year ago, Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship at age 50. He's not playing this year's PGA. It begins Thursday in Tulsa. Mickelson criticized for comments made about joining a new Saudi-back tour. 82-year-old Jack Nicklaus says he was offered the job of running that tour and was offered $100 million, and Nicklaus turned it down due to his loyalty to the PGA. The job ended up going to Greg Norman. John Stash, Bloomberg Sports. John?
2: John, thanks very much. 6.37 on Wall Street. Time now to take a look at stocks, some of the names that are moving in today's pre-market. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent, Kriti Gupta. Oh, there's absolutely nothing going on this morning. Nothing. I don't know what you're going to latch on to. It's um, boring
0: unless um, you're Elon Musk apparently. I'm getting whiplash. Yeah, this. it's. I think you and I think everyone else as well. Elon Musk declaring he won't proceed with his 44 billion dollar takeover of Twitter unless the social media giant can prove bots make up fewer than five percent of its users. Twitter shares down three percent off the back of that news. TWTR is your ticker. And I should also mention when you see Twitter shares drop, especially on deal-related news, Tesla shares tend to rise or move in the opposite direction. So TSLA up. Three uh, percent. this is interesting, John, because a lot of analysts on Wall Street are now increasing their odds of no deal. Dan Ives notably saying that he's now saying fifty percent chance that this deal does not go through. A lot of the suspicions are here that the five percent of bots kind of rule or the expectation that more there are more bots on Twitter is common knowledge and was already known before the deal, so perhaps this is being used as a mechanism to pull out, but who knows? Yeah, Dan
2: was uh, telling us earlier. He just he never thought this was going to happen. That uh, uh, Elon is just making excuses at this point. There's also a breakup fee, a significant breakup. A fee. one
0: billion dollar breakup fee for sure. But is one billion dollars a lot for Elon Musk? I don't know. It's a lot for me. Um, <laughs> more than like the next three generations of Gupta kids are going to be worth. Uh, but anyways, definitely keep an eye on this stock. This is important. We know the deal premium has been wider and wider because of this uncertainty of whether or not the deal would go through. Even if it does go through, does it recover to that former share price? That's the big question. Um, let's get to some earnings, though, John, yes, because I'm running out of lots. time and my producer is going to yell at me. Take two, TTWO reported better than expected fourth quarter earnings helped by popular video games like NBA 2K22 analyst saying the company's game slate and expected strong bookings in years to come. That's all good for the stock, but... And a big butt here, take two did issue a tepid forecast Don't say big for butt. the coming year. I didn't mean I'll it like that. Air. You know what I mean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um we're grown-ups, John. I, I think i not me. <laughs> Maybe you are. <laughs> I'm a grown up. It's okay. Um we should also talk about Home Depot. HD is your ticker up four percent. They boosted their outlook, surprise increase in fourth quarter revenue, continued strong demand for home improvement supplies, despite higher mortgage rates. Remember we all are also expecting Walmart at seven A. M. Home Depot, HD up 4%. Walmart, WMT up 9 tenths of 1%.
2: I'm doing my part at Walmart, too. I have yet to find a straight 2x4 at, at not Walmart, but Home Depot. So, anyway. Critty, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you for putting up with me. Bloomberg Radio and Television Markets correspondent, Critty Gupta. Uh, looking at stocks as a whole right now, we have S&P Futures ahead of the cash open on Wall Street up 67 points. Dow futures of 472 points. And the Bloomberg weather from meteorologist Ron Carolyn. sunny and breezy, the high temperature near 75. Tonight, clear and breezy, lows in the mid 50s. Tomorrow's outlook, mostly sunny and breezy, high 70 to 75 degrees
5: markets headlines and breaking news 24 hours a day at bloomberg.com the bloomberg business app and at bloomberg quick take this is a bloomberg business flash
1: and i'm karen moscow futures on the rise this morning we get the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call and here's bill maloney bill good morning
8: and good morning, Karen. U.S. futures are surging right now. Dow futures up 464 points. s and ps gained 67, while Nasdaq futures are up by 250. The U.S. 10-year yield at 2.91 percent. Gold is up 4. Oil is climbing. And Bitcoin is higher by 2 percent. Hong Kong rose 3.3% overnight, while European markets are also in the green this morning. Back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30, retail sales, and at 10 o'clock, the NHB housing market index and business inventories. After the Bell last night, take to EPS beat estimates, and regarding earnings this morning, Home Depot raised its forecast after a surprise gain in revenue. In deal news, Elon Musk said that Twitter must prove bot claims for the deal to proceed. And in other news, Berkshire Hathaway took a stake in Citigroup. Shares are up 5.5% pre-market. Wrapping things up, AMD was raised overweight at Piper, and Shake Shack was raised over at Raymond James. Live from the first to break a news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen?
1: All right, Bill, thank you. I had to here live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk on your terminal, S-Q-U-A-W-K. That's a Bloomberg business flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
3: Karen, thank you very much. Ukrainian troops who have been holding out for weeks at a steel plant in the port city of Mariupol have finally surrendered to Russian forces. Injured soldiers have been taken into Russian-controlled territory in eastern Ukraine. Five states will hold primary elections today. Pennsylvania is trying to decide an open Senate seat ahead of the midterms. Other states holding primaries are Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Oregon. In baseball, the Yankees beat the Orioles 6-2. The Mets game rained out. The Red Sox and Giants won. The Nationals and A's lost. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg. Karen.
1: All right, Michael, thank you. Well, at 649 on Wall Street, and we turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. And here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Shanghai is slowly emerging from a punishing lockdown that can find millions of people to their homes for weeks. The city reported a third consecutive day of no new COVID cases in the broader community. Authorities say that will allow them to unwind the restrictions that curtailed almost every aspect of daily life. Nestle, the owner of Gerber Baby Foods, said it's air freighting infant formula to the U.S., where a shortage has left shelves empty and parents scrambling. The shortage started with supply chain issues during the pandemic and was exacerbated by a recall stemming from a September complaint when infant formula made by Abbott Laboratories was first linked to a case of a rare bacterial infection. Danone, the owner of the Happy Family and Happy Baby labels, said it's working to boost production, as is Nestle. And Microsoft is planning to nearly double its budget for employees' salary increases as it seeks to retain staff in a hot labor market. The software giant's pay hike will mainly affect early to mid-career employees, and CEO Satya Nadella says the company's talent is in high demand and that's the bloomberg njit stem report john
2: all right thanks karen we were live from the bloomberg interactive broker studios where it is now 651 on wall street and time to check what's going on in dc some of the top stories in our nation's capital this morning president biden heading to buffalo after the mass shootings there the senate uh nearing passage of the 40 billion dollar aid package for ukraine President Biden seeks to quell the baby formula crisis with some logistics helps. The Biden team eases its Cuba stance, and the U.S. set to extend the COVID-19 public health emergency. Let's take a deeper dive into some of these stories this morning. We're joined by Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins. Emily, as the president heads to Buffalo, there the things he can do offer sympathy, um, and they're also, maybe more importantly, the things he can't do.
9: Yeah, I mean, John, the attitude in Washington has really now been for years that there's just not a lot that can be done in terms of legislation on guns, even measures that are really supported by a wide swath of the American public, such as doing background checks before um, weapons are, are purchased and sort of making those uh more uh, more stringent and more broad. Uh, wide-reaching, those aren't going to be able to pass, and and we've seen those be stopped time and time again. Um, We do have a bill that is set to move today, potentially, on domestic terrorism, and that's obviously ties into the shooting, because we know that the shooter targeted specifically black people. Uh, 11 of the 13 people who were shot were black. This is being investigated as a racially motivated crime. And so this legislation uh, that would look in, that would sort of authorize more off in the federal government to really look into domestic terrorism, we could wind up seeing that come to the floor this week as a result of this shooting.
2: Is this likely to be a significant issue for midterm elections?
9: Uh, To a certain extent, we aren't expecting that it's going to be. I mean, gun violence has been an issue in the U.S. for decades now. And usually when you look at polls from individuals uh, on what their top issue is, it it never really cracks the top three. People care about the inflation. They're focused on gas prices. They're focused on the economy. And those are really the things that are going to be driving uh, people to the polls, uh, both in primaries as well as this November.
2: The uh, Senate aid package for Ukraine, how close are we?
9: we're close. We could be potentially seeing the pa- passage of this package on Wednesday, if not Thursday. Uh, the Senate took a procedural vote last night to continue to move it, and you saw broad bipartisan support for that. And if no changes are made to this legislation, it'll go right to Biden's desk. And that will give him that $40 billion to be able to spend for military aid, for humanitarian aid, for refugees. And you've really heard kind of from from all sides of, of U.S. government and even uh, Ukrainian government, just how critical this support from the U.S. has been in kind of allowing Ukraine to continue to defend itself against Russia. Um, And in some cases, uh, like Kharkiv, you know, really be able to push back against Russian invaders.
2: Uh, Who, who, if anybody, has opposed this?
9: Well, you saw Rand Paul hold it up, and his main concern is that he wanted language to be included in the bill that would uh, specific uh, name someone to oversee that $40 billion and how it was spent. Um, the reason that leaders had a concern with that uh, is that they wanted this bill to move a little faster. I, I don't think necessarily oversight is something that lawmakers are opposed to, but they're aware of the urgency and the speed with which this needs to happen. You also saw 57 uh, Republicans vote against the measure in the House. And a lot of that was from lawmakers who uh, cast themselves as fiscally conservative, who say that we need, again, more oversight and concerns just about how much the U.S. debt and deficit is growing, uh, given the funding that, that we're sending to Ukraine. Overall though, John, it is important to note, though, that, that the vast majority of Americans uh, do still support aiding Ukraine. Um, you are starting to see a little bit of pushback, but but on the whole, especially from congressional leaders on both sides, there is still a lot of re- really strong support, uh, for assisting and aiding Ukraine.
2: Uh, the next story deals with moms and their babies. Uh, the president seeks to quell the baby formula crisis. The president taking ownership of this?
9: Yeah, I mean, Biden is sort of acknowledging that this is something that the administration needs to act on. This is a twofold problem. One, of course, is because of supply chains. The other is because you did see a number of recalls from a major baby formula supplier, Abbott Industries. And you're seeing both Congress and the White House look into this. Uh We're expecting to see legislation introduced later today in the House uh, that could either put, put, that would both put some more funding toward this issue of baby formulas, as well as relax some federal regulations around it. Um, we're also seeing Abbott Industries respond, really working with their suppliers, trying to get additional formula, bringing some international formula that they have back over to the U.S. Um, and so this has kind of been an all hands on deck situation for Democrats across government. And of course, it comes as Republicans have been criticizing Democrats, saying that, you know, we're at this point where mothers are struggling to, to feed their children. That's certainly a very emotional um, talking point, And it kind of speaks to the larger economy, which Republicans do blame on a number of Biden administration policies.
2: And finally, Emily, about a minute left. Uh, a reminder, the pandemic isn't over. The uh, U.S. is extending the public health emergency.
9: It is extended until mid-July, John. And this, you know, it's interesting that this is being extended at a time where you are getting to the point where a lot of restrictions have been lifted. Um, you know, a lot of people are no longer wearing masks, including on uh, public transportation. But what this does is basically allow uh, a number of, of programs to continue operating in an expedited way when it comes to getting vaccines out there, when it comes to getting medications, when it comes to ensuring that Americans, uh, who might get COVID are able to be covered uh, by health care. These are all components that are assisted by uh, having this uh, pandemic uh, extended uh, until until it is, and we are expecting also to go past mid July. Uh, we've got Bloomberg reporting uh, saying that you know they're that the government Biden administration is con- is planning to continue uh, to extend this just to allow the the aid and assistance as Americans still recover uh, from COVID, and I mean we're seeing cases go up in new york we're seeing them go up uh in dc and they are beginning to question us uh, particularly in new york whether or not an indoor mask mandate might be coming back
2: yeah absolutely am always a pleasure thanks a lot bloomberg government reporter emily wilkins And you can read more about these stories on Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg Terminal. And a reminder, you can follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington. Bloomberg 991 105.7 FM, HD2. Ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, Dow futures up 460 points. The Dow, uh, the S&P E-mini futures up 66. Right now, the NASDAQ futures are up 246 points. Ten-year yield in the U.S. up three basis points. Right now, we're at 291. Twitter among the most actively traded in the pre-market, those shares down two and three quarters percent. And for Karen Moscow, I'm John Tucker. Stay with us. Bloomberg surveillance is straight ahead.
3: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like?